What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you guys are all well. Before we get into this, before we delve into the madness of Corona, COVID-19, I think you all deserve this. I don't know how loud that was, really, but it is what it is. So then, it's been a bit manic since the last time we spoke. Um, I think I think Corona was was emerging in China and and, and kind of moving over to the, the Asian countries um, on the last podcast, but now Europe has it. Now the epicenter is Europe, um, and we are not dealing with it as well as um, China. I think I read something today that China had zero new cases for the first time. We consider there's a fucking million Chinese out there. Had some pretty good going by the by the uh, the Chinese authorities there. So there's a lot of conspiracies about it. There's a lot of conspiracies saying China put this out, the economy crashed, and now China's recovered. They can buy into the economy when it's super super low, and then obviously it's going to burst, and China's going to hold the majority of the economy. Um, but I, I'm not going to delve too much into those today. Maybe we'll we'll kiss on a few. Um, but I'm just going to give you guys the help that you guys need um, throughout this time. Now. I want to answer a question that I had a lot. What are you going to do um, during the lockdown? Well, speaking for me personally, I'm going to find a gym. That's just the way it is. Like, I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in the fact that I know some some gym owners and I know the people who have the keys to the gym and they're going to let me in. And if they don't let me in, I'm going to pay them a lot of money to let me in. And that's just the way it is. We can leave it at that. Um, I've got a big, big goal at hand. I, I don't want to stop going to the gym and I'm confident that I'm going to be able to get into a gym from the people that I've spoke to. We don't need to see where, we don't need to say how or anything like that. Um, it's going to happen. But for you guys, for you guys who cannot physically get to the gym, there are things that we can do in order to mitigate some of the muscle loss. Uh, the keyword there is mitigate because I do believe that once you get an acute adaptation to at-home training, um, you're probably going to lose a little bit of muscle, depending on how long it is. Now, first of all, let's dispel some myths. Um, Josh, uh, there's two weeks off, two-week quarantine, am I going to lose muscle? No, you're probably not going to lose much muscle or any single thing significantly. You might lose a little bit of neurological strength. You might lose a little bit of central nervous system adaptation to uh, the exercises. So, for example, it might feel a little bit foreign when you get back in, which causes the weight to go down a little bit. But I don't think actual muscle loss will occur. Will occur. Um, and we can be much more focused on just sending a muscle-building signal to you. So if it, if it does go above two weeks... Um, don't get me wrong, there's not much I can do anyway, so I'll probably drop another podcast in a few days. Um, this is a perfect time for me to catch up on my 52 podcasts this year. Um, but we can we can really start to hone in on, on, on what we can do um, to mitigate some of this. Now, some of you are just going to go insane not doing workouts, not doing anything. Most of us should feel like that because activity and, and, and training and moving should be part of life. So I 100% recommend you all to be walking a lot more um, before the full lockdown happens. Obviously, if you're in London, you're probably not going to be walking around. But anyone in the countryside, anyone who has the ability to walk around, do it. The fresh air will do you good. The virus isn't going to float around in the air too long. Um, you've got to be two meters away from people. So just make sure you do that. Um, if you've got a garden, you know, get active, get your press-ups in, jump jacks, anything to get the heart rate moving above, you know, 120, 130 beats per minute for an extended period of time is going to do you a whole world of favor. Um, but we can now move into some specifics. Now, um, you do need some equipment, right? And we've still got time to get this equipment right now. And I, and I believe that you probably should do, 
just in case and 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 actually the equipment that i'm going to recommend is probably equipment that you're going to use in the future um, especially if you are a bodybuilder um, you're going to use these so set of dumbbells I would love for you to just be able to get dumbbells up to 60 kilos. That's fucking expensive. So whatever you can get, the, ha- the heaviest that you can get um, and afford. I've got 10 kilo ones, you know, just to put into perspective. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be using them, but um, if you do end up competing, you can use these dumbbells when you compete. Um, I'd recommend a resistance band. I wouldn't recommend the resistance band with handles on so much. Um, potentially, uh, yes. If you can find one that's got a high enough strength um, or, or, or band tension, um, but otherwise I'd be looking at the, the typical bands that you would band things with, like a banded leg press, a reverse banded um, press, or whatever you're going to use. Those bands, those thick green resistance bands, um, or a purple one if you're a little bit weaker, or get the full set so you can work through it. Um, this is just going to be able to manipulate the the strength that you can use. Obviously, you can fully stretch that out. And then you could row it, for example. But if you row it from when it's not tight and row when it is tight, it's obviously going to be a different resistance. So you can manipulate the resistance a little bit. Um, Things that you can do, right? You can do banded squats. You can do banded reverse lunges. So all of this is going to be under the foot, over the top of the shoulders. Um, You can do banded jump squats. You can can stick the band around mm, any kind of peg that hangs out, anything that you can hang the band off. You can do glute kickbacks with it. You can do presses with it. You can do banded press-ups. You can do banded rows. You can tie the the band around something and row it. You can tie the band around your feet and row it. Um, You can do pullovers. You can do assisted pull-ups. You can do uh, jump lunges. You can do actually just scrap that and just use the weights. You can use occlusion bands. Occlusion bands are a great thing to use. We know that we can uh, deal a great de- we can deal a great deal of damage with occlusion training because we're going to cut that blood flow restriction off, um, or we're going to implement that blood flow restriction. Sorry, which is going to help just push blood in there and cause some damage. So you can get some ten kilo dumbbells, wrap some bands around your your upper humerus, um, and then you can do some curls. You can do do some triceps and you can do some banded triceps like that and you can really really get a good full body workout workout like that as you can imagine as i'm talking through this your mind's probably going oh i can do this too oh, i can do that too um i will i will make a youtube video with with all these different things uh potentially showing you them uh, if i can bring myself to do it um but there's a lot of good things that we can, we can do and all of these are going to be a much higher volume right because obviously you're not going to be able to hit that typical 6 to 10 rep range, that 10 to 15 rep range. You're not going to be able to hit those lower rep ranges. So you are going to have to increase those sets. So it might be 4 or 5 sets on these, and it may be 30 to 45 seconds. You know, just focusing on putting as much blood into those muscles as you physically can um, in order to just create as much damage as you can to send the biggest signal that you can to that muscle that we need you. That's essentially all we do. You know, we send chemical signals to our body. We need more muscle. We, we need to keep this muscle. We need to offload muscle. If you're doing less, sitting around more, your body's going to be like, oh, we don't need this muscle. It's metabolically demanding, you know, and, and, and vice versa. If you're training a lot, fuck, we need to upregulate some muscle right now. You know, let's do it because we need to, we're going to be doing this for a while. If you, you know, if you've been training for a while. So you'll get yourself into these patterns as you move forward. And I think it's important to just understand that. And I think uh, that's pretty much all you can say for training. Like, at the end of the day, without the cards that we've got, there's not much that you can do. If you're privileged enough to be able to have a home gym, then fantastic. 
uh, buy some more weights for it. If you can focus on getting getting some more weights, and that'd be perfect because most home gyms obviously don't have a lot of weight. Um, and then just do what you can do. You know, like we're all in this together. I think. I think. I think unfortunately we, we've seen a very much mob mentality. Every man for himself and and whatnot. But I'd like to think that the people that listen to this podcast, the people that follow me, we're all like-minded individuals and, and we have that same goal. Like, yes, we've got our own goals that we're willing to sacrifice a lot for, but also we're fucking good people, right? Like, there's bad people in this world. We're not them, you know? Like, we may say some shit sometimes that we might regret. We might do some shit that we might regret, but we mean well, right? And and, and I think that we, as 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 humans, should come together and, and, and just support each other in this moment. Yes, it's going to be a little bit shit for a while, but there's been worse, right? We had world wars. Think about our grand great grandparents, our grandparents who fucking fought through this shit, and they weren't talking about quarantine and chill. They weren't talking about what Netflix show they were doing. They were talking about, uh, are you eighteen? Yes, you're coming to Normandy, mate. We're going for a fight, and you might die. You know, like it's a little bit more extreme than where we're, you know, being told to stay inside. Oh no, um, but obviously it's not as blasé as that because people need to work. People need to eat, people need to feed, people need to do all this stuff. So I think uh, we've got to take this um, very, very seriously and, and just be in this together. So um, I hope I can just be a part of that. But moving on to food, like I, obviously the whole moment, mob mentality just made my mind trigger a food then. I did go to the supermarket. To be honest, I, li- I live in a little bit of a rural area or quite a rural, rural area, countryside. And it's crazy here. So I can only imagine what it's like in London. Um, and there's not much meat available. Um, obviously, people are taking it back to freeze. There's definitely still ways. I know muscle food have some. If you go to your local butchers, I'm sure they'll have some. Um, the, just the, the supermarket is a little bit ransacked. Um, but it's not been too bad. I've definitely been able to get every single thing that I need to get in terms of my... I'm eating 5,500 calories a day. I've still managed to buy food for that long. Um, or for that much food, sorry. So I do think there is a way, like I think if you're someone who's very strict on a plan, I think it's time to be a little bit less strict and just focus on those macros rather than, sorry, just focusing on those calories, I should say, and just kind of forego the macros as much because obviously your variety and choice and food is not going to be as wide. Maybe you're not going to get as much protein in for a period of time. Um, I'd recommend getting some whey protein. Check out Insight. We've got a big, big order coming in, I think, today or tomorrow of Ghost Protein. And then I think the other ones are restocking at the end of this week before we can, hopefully before everything gets locked down. So get your protein in. Use Josh 10 for discount. Um, I don't feel bad about saying it that time because we're actually going to help people get in some whey protein in. It's protein. It's going to help keep that muscle. It's going to help keep that metabolism alive. It is thermogenically demanding as well. Um... But I think just being a little bit uh, less strict with your food, focusing on just getting those calories in more than anything, um, and just hitting, I mean, if you're in a surplus, I wouldn't worry, I'd probably just eat what you want, um, and just try hit maintenance or just above. If you're in a cut, if you're in a contest prep, I would greatly consider going to a maintenance phase and just waiting for this to blow over. Your immune system is going to be compromised, you've got low body fat, we know the hormone, uh, body fat produce hormones that help your immunity. Um, so I, I would really recommend um, pulling the plug on this year, and that's fucking horrible. I did, made a little bit of a story yesterday. There's a lot of good, good, good coaches with some great information saying it's not the end of the world. It's you know, it's and and they're very, very good points. You know, bodybuilding. You do bodybuilding for the sport. It's still going to be here. Um, 
let's practice what we preach. We love this sport and, and the stage would always be there. Uh, that's great and it will be, but it, it's heartbreak. It's like a fucking death. Like that would happen, you know? Like people take this shit that seriously. When it's when, If it was me, I'd killed myself for four or five months. I had, I had put all these drugs in my body and really pushed my body hard, you know? I had to sacrifice. Like, I'm talking about a true prep. A true prep, not just a, I'm, I'm cutting, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about a true skin hurting, skin splitting prep. And you've had to sacrifice how you feel. You've had to sacrifice, you know, maybe relationships. You've had to sacrifice maybe just fun and, 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 and feeling good for a little bit. And then for it all to just to say, you know, it's not happening this year. I would be distraught. And I don't actually know how I would cope mentally with that in hindsight. Um, I'm very, very, very grateful I'm not in it, but I also feel very, very bad for everyone who is because I know that I would be struggling and I know that I struggle in the best of times mentally. I really do suffer with bad anxiety when I prep. Um, I don't want to say bad. I suffer with anxiety. I'll take that back. I suffer with anxiety when I prep and I constantly overthink things and I do need a lot of support around me from my girlfriend, from my mum and, and from my coach um, trying to bring me back down to level and I do, I do get self-doubt. And I do have these things, and if all that got whipped away from me, I would be I'd be distraught. So anyone out there going through that, I feel you. I really, really feel for you. Um, however, we do need to focus on those positives, right? Take your time to mourn. Take that week to just be fucking pissed off, you know? Cry. Do what you need to do to let those emotions out, you know? And then make a fucking plan. Go forward. You're in a perfect position to reverse diet if you're really, really lean. You're in a perfect position to either continue your your cut as a mini cut if you've just started your your prep. And I've got a client, Connor, uh, Connor Launder. You guys may or may not know him. He is, he's uh, growing in the industry. He's about 18, 19. Sorry if you listen to this. I think he's 18 or maybe just turned 19. Um, amazing physique on him. We just started a prep. We're about two or three weeks in. You know, we just started making some changes and all of his things got cancelled, you know, and, and that's gutting. But luckily, it was so early on. He's young. He knows that he needs to be bigger eventually if he wants to go where he wants to go. We can just continue this period as a, as a mini cut and spend the next 10 weeks, as we would do anyway, cutting away um, and then just having a little bit of a reverse diet and just set up perfectly. For those people using drugs, higher amounts of hormones, um, anabolic steroids are immunosuppressive. They will suppress your immune system um, and some will suppress it more than others some will potentially help i know primabolin um, was used for age patients to kind of help their immune system but that's for someone who's super shot but from a normal healthy human if you're putting higher amounts of anabolics and higher amounts of androgens you are suppressing your immune system so if you're in a prep it may be a very good idea to go down to a cruise um, if you're in an off season uh, it may be a good idea to just be very, very conscious of where you're going. You know, if you've listened to the news, they actively said people using steroids need to be careful. We are not level one, which is fine. You know, level one is the average healthy human. We are actually in level two who are slightly more at risk, you know. So you've got to really consider that. They announced that on the news. They said steroids, like anabolic steroids, you will um, be a slightly higher risk. Um, granted, we're not stage three, but... We are slightly higher up the scale. So it could be another idea to go down to a prep, you know, especially, uh, sorry, go down to a TRT, especially with gyms closing, especially with food not being optimal. Um, 
if you're one of those people that can't get to the gym and doesn't have someone like me who I can go train with and can't get the food in, they can. It may be worth going down to TRT again, and it and it's it's it is um, all coming off if that was your idea. Um, so it, it, it's a very very difficult situation for bodybuilding. You know, I had someone actually message me yesterday saying, "I don't know why bodybuilders are throwing their toys out their pram." Um, there's bigger things to worry about, motherfucker. <laughs> when this is your life, when this is everything you live and breathe, many of the bodybuilders are coaches, so now we can't coach people, so we're gonna lose however many months' pay. I can't. I've had twenty. I've had twenty plus people that I've had to say, you know, we're gonna have to just renew this another month. Like, you know, I have to give you another month. Like, and it's easy for me to say, don't worry about paying this month. Uh, uh, you know, you can have it for free. But that's 20 people all paying me X amount of money that I'm not going to get that month, you know? And that's a lot of money to, to, for me and for other people, I'm sure, you know? Like, it, it's my rent. Well, not I pay rent. I'm very lucky. Um, I say that tongue in cheek. But if I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, we're about to, I'm about to move in with my girlfriend in the next, well, we wanted to do it in the next couple of months. So that'll be my rent. That's going to be a backlog of pay that I'm gonna that I'm gonna miss. You know, people people can't afford food. You know, like I've had I've had people clients who have been made redundant because they work in bars or they work in restaurants and they say I can't I can't pay you this month. You know, or maybe not redundant, but they've just they're not working, so they can't get paid, and they and the owners can't afford to pay them. You know, so they can't afford food. Their family has to come first. Their health has to come first. You know, so and these people may not come back to coaching. You know, they may they may not have the means to come back to coaching straight away because they have to make up on the money that they've probably been put in debt. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of repercussions on the fitness industry and bodybuilding specifically. You know, bulking, bulking with drugs affected, cutting with drugs affected, cutting without drugs affected, bulking without drugs less affected but still affected. You know, no one's going to the gym. People are going to be fuming. I'm fuming that this is the situation. You know, it's it's really really difficult to deal with so many, so many different people going through different things. Like I've had clients who can go to the gym, so they do. I've had people who can go to the gym but don't want to go because they've got a family member who is you know at risk and they don't want to pass it on to them. There are so many different circumstances that have been affecting the fitness industry um, that people are well that particular person disparaged because we're going to go through the worst economic crisis yeah i know we're in the fucking middle of it like we're going to get it you know we're going to get it the most restaurants bars gyms fitness workers coaches we're all going to get it the worst because we're directly closing businesses big global businesses who can work from home they're going to get a big effect as well but they're going to have they're still going to be able to work they're still going to be able to do their stuff online as long as delivery and stuff is working so you know, all the supply chain is still going to be working. Mostly, obviously, some of it's going to be closed down, but it's 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 something huge to consider, and I think people are often overlooking it. Um, so, guys, you know, fitness training—you've kind of got a little bit there to go off. Um, ultimately, it's going to be down to how much can you do, how much are you willing to put in, um, and you just make your decision off that. Food, focus on your calories. Um, if you're if you're competing or if you're bulking, just focus on keep keeping healthy, stay active, keep eating good foods. You know, everyone's running to the preservatives and the tinned food and all this rubbish preservative food. Just keep eating normally if you can, because it's going to be healthier for your immune system. More vitamins, more minerals, more fiber, all that kind of stuff that keeps us healthy, rather than just running to the spam. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, guys, I mean, that's, that's all I'm going to touch on Corona for now. I know people weren't keen on me touching on Corona every day because they want some goddamn positives and they want people to, to be to be there. So um, we got to do that. If I just briefly stop this um, recording just to play it back. And I think I may have recorded it on slightly lower volume. So I apologize if there's different volumes, but I may or may have not. Um sorted it out so i'm gonna go in some questions guys let's cheer the mood up let's get some bloody questions on let's 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 make them some funny answers i'm definitely not gonna have some funny answers for you um but let's do it you can only take two food items into isolation for 14 days what are they well you've given me no boundaries here buddy so i'm gonna say we can have as much of what is what we want as we can i'm gonna go ahead this so i'll give you my serious answer and then I'll give you my non-serious answer. So my serious answer is probably going to be red meat and rice or wraps. Because red meat, lots of good nutrients, lots of good protein, also some fat, which you wouldn't necessarily get from white meat. Rice, because it digests well. I can eat a lot of it. Wraps, because they're convenient. But it doesn't really matter if they're convenient, because I'm locked in quarantine. So probably beef and rice. <laughs> it's so boring, isn't it? But that's probably what I'd have. Um, Non-seriously, Crave, the, cere the cereal, the hazelnut pockets of life. And I would also take some duck some hoisin duck with pancakes that counts two things no it doesn't hoisin duck and pancakes lovely um any knowledge on how fats can affect hormone levels being too low etc so we know actually having body fat in itself like adipose tissue is going to re um, help release hormones hunger hormones leptin ghrelin it's going to help regulate those so we don't get super hungry we don't get super full um, or the opposite, super hungry and cravings, sorry. Um, but actually, like, f the fat molecule itself, like, from fats, like the fats you'd get in avocados, nuts, oils, all that kind of stuff, um, we know that cholesterol actually plays a pretty decent role in production of testosterone. It's only actually a few molecules away from testosterone. It's like almost like a precursor. So if you are having a low-fat diet, you may potentially be reducing your ability to convert some cholesterol into testosterone. There has some been acute studies where having a higher cholesterol for a week or so has actually boosted testosterone a little bit. Um, I know some guys um, who have a podcast, actually Mind Pump, one of the uh, the main talkers there, Sal Stefano. he actually does this regularly because they're sponsored by a blood test company, so they can do blood tests all the time. That's the benefit of being in a position like this. So you can do blood, blood tests whenever. But he would regularly do like these little two-week stints of having a lot more eggs, a lot more steak, red meat, pushing his cholesterol up, and he would see his testosterone go up. So we know there's a little bit of a link there. We just got to be conscious of how much cholesterol is it affecting your lipids, et cetera, et cetera. So... Definitely something to consider. Too low fat, I would always consider um, something like 0.4 grams per kilogram. Um, sorry, per pound of body weight. So, for example, I'm like 250 pounds. So, like, I'd be anywhere between 110 fat-ish on average a day. But, I mean, if you're in a deficit, you got to go for it anyway. So, whatever. Here's one for you. I did say I wasn't going to talk about it. 
Um, I'm not going to talk about it on Instagram because people can give me shit for it. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast because people can't give me shit for it because you can't have that like initial reaction like, you're a fucking prick. You can't comment it anywhere. So, sweet. <laughs> Is it racist for Trump to call it the Chinese virus? So, I think if you take the statement face value, I do not think it's racist whatsoever. Um, I think that the Spanish flu was called the Spanish flu because it came from Spain. I think the Chinese virus or the the Chinese flu is fine because it came from China, right? But I can't help but think that Trump is saying it on purpose because the whole time he has been saying COVID-19, the corona, the corona, the COVID-19, and now all of a sudden he's just been like, the Chinese virus is from China. That's the worst Trump accent ever. But I I can't help but think there's some sort of like agenda there um, that he's like focusing on. So, you know, you, we've got to be careful with if we're calling people racist or not accordingly. So uh, I think the statement itself is not is not racist, but because it came from Trump, it's probably fucking racist, isn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> Will you be investing in any of the stocks? Good question. Very, very good question. I definitely th- was thinking of putting some money into some stocks. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it yet. I think there's still another big drop to come. I mean, especially if we go into lockdown, there's going to be even more drop. And I think that would be a good time to almost buy in. Um, so I'm probably going to wait a little bit and then we're going to buy into those stocks. And then, I mean, even if they recover like 20%, like it's, we're still making 20% on your income. So I do think that, I do think that, um, I'll probably buy in a little bit, yeah. I probably, I probably will. Um, would you stop going to the gym if we could put relatives that are high risk in danger? Uh, yeah, I probably would. I probably would, indeed. Uh, my mum's actually high risk. Um, she's 65. She's had cancer before. She's on blood pressure tablets. But she's a school teacher and she is refusing to not go in, which is a bit weird because she's got a big predisposition to getting some bad symptoms. She also gets wrecked. Um, when she does get flu. So I'd, I'd be very, very careful which gyms I'm going to. Luckily, the gym I go to, not many people go to at all. And everyone has to sanitize before they go in and get sanitized every day. Um, so I'm pretty confident in it. Um, as I troll through these questions, let me find something that's um, fun to talk about. Not much, really. Uh, is it possible for genetically gifted people to respond bad to gear and vice versa? Yeah, so we have this thing called... Uh, individual thermo, th- uh, individual pharmacokinetics, and individual pharmacodynamics. So one of them is how the drug works within the body. The one of them is I don't know which one is how the body works with the indiv- uh, how the drug works with the individual. Now people can be either hyper responsive, uh, the opposite of hyper responsive to drugs. Um, or they can just be pretty neutral. So I was, I was, uh, low responder, high responder. So you get people who are high responder, you get people who are low responder. Um, I think I was actually initially a pretty low responder. Um, I was taking 250 milligrams of, of testosterone and I only got bumped up to about 45 nanomoles, which was only about 20 nanomoles more. So it wasn't like really noticeable for me, but I had someone uh, close to me who was taking the exact same brand, the exact same thing, and they were like 100 nanomoles per liter of testosterone. So actually, he was a high responder, I was a low responder. But I've noticed that the longer I've taken it, the more I've just been 
what I take is where I should be. So now when I came back down to 125 milligrams, I was sat around like 28 nanomoles, you know, which is only, which was only like 10, 10 points off where I was when I was on 250. But I'd, whether that gear was just a little bit better or, or, or whatnot, it's very, very difficult to know. Um, considering the other guy had the exact same as me. So it's definitely something to consider that people will react differently to different situations. People will react differently to different drugs. People may have really, really bad reactions to trend. Some people may have not many reactions to trend at all. I know some people who could sleep like logs on trend. Um, I was a little bit less like that. I had a little bit more of the trendsomnia or the insomnia when I used it. So people react really, really differently to different things. You just got to trial and error notice any differences take down those biomarkers see what changes and see how you feel when you go through and and, and that's really all you can do with these drugs um it's just take it as it comes everyone reacts differently which is why that i take things slow with everyone that i take through a steroid cycle or any clients that use a steroid cycle and they're telling me what they're doing and i'm loosely advising i don't explicitly advise only with a few people start low Start low, see how your body reacts, and then just bump up. Easy, you know? Like, why go in at 500 milligrams to have a huge adverse reaction when you could just do 250, 300, 400, 450, 500, you know, and do it gently but surely and allow your body to adjust accordingly. So um, you've got to be very, very careful with with how you do. Um, I was thinking about finishing up on a story. So this is the time I had a bad trip on acid. <laughs> Uh, when I was at uni, I had my day, I had my days. I had my my psychedelic days. My done. I've done a few DMT trips. I've done six or seven acid trips. I've done mushrooms twice. Um, I've laid a lot of these stories out on the podcast before. So if you've not heard them, uh, just trawl back through. And, and you, I think the DMT ones there is literally titled "My DMT Experience" or something. So. Go back, listen to them. They are a laugh. Um, I try and put you put you in the in the situation as in much as in the situation as possible. But this is a time when I took um, acid with just one other friend. I'm not going to lay him under the bus, um, Mister Chi. <laughs> uh, you're not going to know who he is by that, but he's going to know who he is by that. Um, and it was just two of us. And now I'm always skeptical about doing drugs with just one other person because if one of you has a bad trip. Um, it can really, really, uh, if you do psychedelics, not necessarily just drugs, if one of you has a bad trip, um, it can really, really affect the other person. Um, psychedelics are very much those things that get influenced by your surroundings. So if you're in a nice, beautiful, open area, sun's beaming and birds are chirping, I'm telling you, you can have the best time of your life. But if you're in a dark, gloomy room where you've been fucking sat there for three days, like on quarantine, it's probably not going to be that nice. So let me set the scene for you. I'm at his house. We've got these two tabs. It's, probably, it's a really, really nice day, actually. So this is one of the days that didn't go well. Uh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I, th- I think it was the day before or like two days before. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go up and see the boys, whatever. So we take these tabs. You put them under your tongue. You just allow them to dissolve, dissolve for 10 minutes. Then you can just swallow them. The effects of acid usually take about 60 to 90 minutes. Often people wait 60 minutes, like, don't feel anything, take another one, and then it's game over. So anyway, we're sat outside. Uh, we're smoking a few joints. It's just it's just part and parcel of what we do. Um, I'm looking at this red brick, and, it, and it's, it's these red bricks that are clearly outlined by these kind of lighter, lighter lines. Um, you can probably picture a red brick house right now, so... 
you're out in the garden, you've got a shed behind you, you're in a little sun trap, it's beautiful weather, we're sat outside talking, got some music on, we've got the red brick in front of us, and suddenly the red brick starts to to, to change, like the, 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 the outlines of the brick start to move and start to elongate and curve and, and, and start to kind of wiggle a little bit. So I say to my guy, um, you know, look at, the, look at the walls, and he starts saying the same thing. And then I don't know what it was, but something clicked in me, and I just said, I don't want to be in this trip right now. I don't want to be doing this right now. And that's the worst thing that you can do on psychedelics. But I was in the, I was in the moment, and I couldn't take myself out of it. And when you don't want to be in a psychedelic trip and you know that you've just taken psychedelics and you know it's acid and it's going to take nine hours to get out of your system, it's not the nicest feeling in the world. So I I, I, I went upstairs. Um, I, was like, I was like, bro, I've got to go upstairs. Just lie in the bed. So I went upstairs, um, got into the bed, and I was just thinking about, you know, just thinking about every single moment with this girl and every single bad moment and every single good moment and it's never going to happen again and all this stuff. I actually got back with it after this. Um, but at the time, I wasn't sure. Um, and I'm just thinking, why have I taken this drug? And and when you're when you're on like those type of drugs, like, you cannot stop thinking about something. It's just in your head. It's like, it's literally between your eyes looking at you and you cannot stop thinking about it. So I'm there and I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And, uh, and I just start hearing these crazy ass noises that sound like footsteps. Well, they are footsteps, but it's the footsteps of someone outside down the alley and they're really fucking loud. They're like, someone's in the room, like tapping on me. So I keep like getting up and, and looking around and it's perfectly the, the, the perfectly the footsteps. Um, anyway, I look at my phone and, and my friends text me. He said, just put some music on. Because if those of you guys who don't know, like music is a, is a really, really big influencer on your mood. And, 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 and especially when you're on psychedelics, you can be influenced so much. So I put some nice music on and I can't hear this music. And I'm checking that the mute's off and it's on like loud. And the music is so quiet. And I've just got these footsteps that are so loud. But the footsteps are like 20 meters out of the room, outside of the house. And then this music is next to me on my laptop. And my head is just spinning around. And I'm tripping out thinking, why is the sound so different? Um, I actually did have periods of like, oh, no, this is quite funny. This is quite nice. You know, when you're on your own, you can kind of deal with it yourself. And I'm quite good in those situations. Like if any of you guys have heard my mushroom story when I was going into park life and got kicked out. Like I'm pretty good when it's like, you need to be serious right now. Like I can still be fucked but i can be like nah this is it right now I'm, I'm i'm on i'm ready so i was a bit like that and i was a bit like okay look i can't do this for nine hours so let's just fucking get in a good mood anyway i look at the clock it's been fucking three and a half hours like literally it time is just so distorted when you're on those kind of things that you just don't understand how long it's been so i go down and i see my friend and i'm like yo man i think i've got over the worst of it and those of you guys that know i said no that three and a half hours is nothing that's like peak time so I go down and he's watching some like <laughs> some like Uber propaganda uh they're like designed they're like uh YouTube video like they're, they're designed for people on psychedelics like super loud noises real good visuals anyone who's done psychedelics you know the videos I'm talking about but they're like American propaganda this is how the world is and all this kind of stuff typical like psychedelic stuff that you, you kind of do in the first couple of trips and whatnot and I couldn't handle it. I literally walked in. He looked at me. I saw he was all right. And I was like, yeah, i got to go back upstairs. <laughs> so I had to walk back upstairs. I did another two, three hours. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely the end of it now. Or like, 
it comes in waves towards the end. Like it's like it starts with waves. You feel it. You don't feel it. You feel it. You don't feel it. Then the big wave comes and you wash. You're washed out for three or four hours. And then as it kind of settles down, as like little waves, little waves. So you kind of get waves of like, oh, here it is. And then you're like, oh no, I feel alright. And uh, started getting to that point. I thought, okay, I can actually go down. I'll go down. I'm like, yo, bro, what have you been doing? He's like, mate, I've done everything. Blah, blah, blah. I can still feel it, but I'm like, I just don't want to be in this anymore. And I knew that we had some uh, some M- M- MDMA. I wasn't sure whether I should say it. Um, and, and I was like, okay, look, we, we, we planned on doing that that night. And it was like 9, 10 p.m. at this point. And I'm like, look, man, I need this to stop right now. So we took a bit of that. And obviously half an hour later, I'm like, oh, there we go. I can feel I can feel the Mandy kicking in. I can feel the... I talk like this, like this is my life. I have not done this kind of stuff. Like I, I do uh, Mandy every now and again, but I, I don't... I haven't done psychedelics in years and years and years and years, like four or five years. And, uh, and I start coming out of it and I'm like, I think it's called hippie flipping or, or, or hippie tripping or, or something like that. And you use both at the same time. And the visuals and the feeling was like being reborn i'd been through hell i'd hated the last seven hours i was like i want this to be over i need this thought to get out of my head and anyone who's been stuck on a thought for so long when that thought doesn't even come into your head and you just have this feeling of ecstasy and warm washings of the ocean coming over you you're like it's pure bliss and i say to him let's go out for a walk Uh, we were supposed to go out to a club um, this was in Loughborough, so uh, and out of term, he was doing a, he was doing a, a placement, so he was he was still living in Loughborough when I went to uni. I went to uni in Loughborough, by the way. Um, so the term was empty. There was no clubs that were full. They all just have like all the clubs have like two or three rooms. It was only one room and like basic music. So we go out to this club, take another little bit. And have the best night of my life. I'm telling you, I was dancing around with Lego people. At one time, the Teletubbies walked in. Uh, and I was just... It was never scary, which was really, really nice. Because after the after the day that I'd had, um, we partied till like 3 in the morning. Felt really, really good the whole time. Came back, had a nice little chat till 5, 5 or 6. You guys know the ones. Uh, and I just went... Thank God that is over. Like From like 1 p.m., until like 6am I was absolutely wrote off and went through the worst nine hours of my life and then followed by some of the best five to six hours of my life dancing around with Lego people and just the visuals were just unbelievable full-on Lego heads but like really crisp quality um insane moral of the story don't do drugs don't do drugs because they'll fuck you up um uh, I've done a lot of these things in the past, like just to experiment, and, and and I feel like a lot of people go through those those points of their life. I don't think everyone needs it. I don't think that everyone should do it at all. I think some people don't do well with with things that take them out of their reality very very well at all. I think that's probably why that I've not done them for so long because I kind of got what I needed out of them. Psychedelics are very reflective drugs. They're very introspective. You think a lot about yourself. You think a lot about the actions that you do. You think about a lot of the actions of other people and and you really start to understand the the whys of things, you know, and, and, and the hows of things. And you, you truly understand that we're all in this together. And, and I think I think everyone could do with a big fucking dope of, dope of uh, fucking mushrooms right now and realize that we're in this together. We are all one. 
what is me is you you know i die what goes in the soil comes back out in your food like we are all one and we're all meant to be together to work together um granted human nature um doesn't allow that but in, in our little pockets and our little communities we can definitely drive that so i want to leave on a little bit of a positive message there guys we're in this together you're not alone anyone who's struggling during the quarantine drop me a message guys we can have a talk you know you're not alone let's do this guys uh, we're closing on 40 minutes now so we'll wrap this up here i hope you guys enjoyed this one we'll speak to you very very soon i'm sure we might even speak to you tomorrow depending how it goes um i'll speak to you soon dude and do that goodbye <laughs>